0: Warning, today's episode contains discussions of paranormal activity and other topics that some might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, hello, my lovely ghostly gossipers. I am your host, Ashley, and welcome to Ghost Gossip. Guys, I am super excited about this week's episode. After many weeks of waiting, I finally have another listener happenings episode for you. And this is only because of you, my listeners. That is so crazy to say. I have listeners. I have listeners. I have listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. Seriously. I asked and you delivered. I cannot wait to share these stories with you. But before we begin, you know I have to give you a house update. So I really do not have a lot to update you on, but I did have one thing happen. But if I think about it for too long, I can really explain it away. The room our daughter saw the shadow man in is at the top of the stairs, which I can see from my master bedroom. Y'all, I hate that room. The energy is always stale and heavy to me. Now, I'm about the only one that feels that way other than our daughter. Nobody else seems to feel it. But I hate going into that room. After everything happened in there, I actually moved her out of that room into a new room. And that room kind of became a catch-all, a guest room. Or where my husband goes when he's snoring too much. So it really doesn't get used anymore. I don't know what the previous owner used that room for, but I have a really strong feeling that it was like a smoking room or maybe some type of bar. When we bought the house, I could smell a faint, stale cigar smoke and the closet had counters installed along with a few wine racks. Honestly, nothing really made sense about the whole house. So maybe it wasn't anything and I'm overthinking it. Anyway, back to what I have to update you on. I was laying in the bed, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something go into that room. My dogs are always by my side, and so they were in the room with me, and my cats were outside. My kids were at their other parents' house, and my husband wasn't home. So if it was anything, it wasn't anything that actually lived in my house that I could explain. It could have been a strand of hair that moved in the side of my face, or Maybe it was one of those little floaters you get in your eyes, you know what I mean? But I'm always on guard. So I thought maybe I saw something, but maybe it's just my eyes playing tricks on me. But either way, it gave me a really funny feeling. But as always, I just brushed it off and continued with my evening. I was kid free and nothing was going to break my stride. I have told the spirit of the house that he is free to stay in that room, that he can be in there, we don't use it. And I know he did, so who really knows? Other than that, it's been quiet. The air is light and the children are happy. Nobody's attacking each other, so I'll take it. Some things I have been doing every single day to try to maintain the positive energy in the house is to one, I pray to God every day and give thanks for all of our blessings. And another thing is I'm speaking to my ancestors and my my friend Catherine every single day. I truly believe my faith and my ancestors are the reason for the energy shift. It just makes sense to me, but maybe it's all in my head. Either way, life has been pretty good. Okay, now, for why you are here, your listener happenings. Our first story is from a listener. She did not confirm if I could use her name. So she is going to remain anonymous, just in case. When I was 18 years old, I was working at a Starbucks in Irvine, Texas. I was closing the store that night at 11 p.m., Back then, Starbucks used to be open from 4 a.m. to 11 p.m., Monday through Sunday. Cell phones were just coming out, but I couldn't afford one. My apartment was only $400 a month, and it was nice and only three miles from work. That night, my car broke down. So it was late at night. I did not have a cell phone, but I was not too worried because it was a short walk home, and it was a nice neighborhood. As I made my way home, a car pulled up to me. It was an old 80s metal car. There was a driver and two guys in the back seat. The car was littered with trash. They asked me if I was okay and if I needed a ride. I said everything was fine and thanked them. My apartment was only a mile down the road, but they wouldn't leave me alone. They kept following me. I could feel something really bad was about to happen, and I was about to start running but suddenly this two-seater jeep came flying down the road and slammed on brakes right in front of the car with the guys. The driver had long, beautiful blonde hair, and she told me to get in, so I did. I remember her hair flying in the wind as we drove away. I was crying and was in shock. She said everything is okay, and everything will always be okay, and she drove me home. What's funny is I never told her where I lived. In 2021, I was living in St. Petersburg, Florida, and my house had a fenced-in backyard. One night, someone was banging on our back door. I was totally freaked out. How did somebody get back there since we had a six-foot privacy fence? I screamed and woke my husband. He freaked out because someone was still banging on the door. Long story short, when we went to the back door together, there were six firemen and six police officers in the backyard. Someone had burnt down the fence. We had no clue. It was summertime and it had been very dry. The fire could have easily come to the house, but it didn't. Yet we didn't see anything or even know the fence was on fire. The fence adjacent to the alley was completely gone. We were both in shock. The next morning, I got up to take my dog to use the bathroom. The time was about 5.45 a.m. and the sun was just rising, hitting the water. In Florida, you get that mirror sunlight. Since the fence burnt down, I had to put the pup on his harness. I was carrying my dog and was still in my PJs, sleepy pants, and a crop top that my stomach hung out of. Totally embarrassing. But as I walked, looking at the fence, I saw a lady. She had long blonde hair and she was standing in the alley. My first thought was, great, my stomach is out. And I asked myself, should I just go back inside? Then I was like, no, because the dog has to pee. So I decided I would just wave high. When I put the dog down and looked up to wave, she had already gone. It was only a few seconds. I saw her. I got embarrassed because of my stomach. I put my dog down, looked up to wave, and she was gone. She was wearing a dress and had that long blonde hair. And she was so beautiful. After some time, I realized it was the same lady from the night when I was 18 and walking home from Starbucks. Oh my goodness. Girl, wow. I know you sent this a few weeks ago and I remember reading it then and my body was covered in chills, but not the bad spirit is clinging to my body, refusing to leave chills, the good chills. When I read that just now, I am covered in those chills again. It sounds to me like you have yourself a stunning guardian angel. My question to you is, Have you, or maybe one of your parents, lost someone who might have had an attachment to you and is now watching over you? So funny story. My friend Catherine, who has, who also had beautiful long blonde hair, died in a car wreck my senior year of high school. I was eighteen, and it was one of the most traumatic things I've ever went through. Not too long after her death, I was almost in two really bad car accidents myself. But before the car veered off the road both times. The car corrected itself without me doing anything. I truly believe Kat is my guardian angel when I drive. She is always with me, but when those two potentially bad accidents almost happened, I was calm and could feel her there. Thank you for sharing those with me. I am so glad you have your guardian angel watching over you always. That was great. I love that. A little different. We're moving into something a little different. I figured I'd start with like the nice, happy, not intimidating, (laughs) not scary story. None of these are really scary, but I love a beautiful angel story. We need more angel stories. Who's got some? Y'all send those in. Our next listener happening is from Jamie. Here's her story. I am 41 and have had paranormal experiences as long as I can remember. Sensing energies, seeing shadows and being visited by many spirits in the middle of the night. I actually saw my grandfather who passed as well as a friend that took his own life. Just giving you an idea of what I have experienced spiritually throughout my life. Now, on to the story. I live in a house on a farm in Oklahoma, north of Tulsa, that was built in 1969, and we are only the second owners. I have always felt like something has happened there and in the area, and I have always seen something move just out of sight, out of the corner of my eye since I've lived there. My husband believes me when I talk to him about my experiences, and he has had a few himself. One in particular was very weird, and it involved both of us. We were both in the kitchen of our small house. He was washing dishes, looking out the window that faces our backyard, and I was cleaning up the table from dinner. My daughter was in the living room right by the dining room and kitchen just around the corner. She got up and walked past the dining room, down the hall to her room. My husband looked at me bewildered and asked, did she just walk by? I said yes, and he told me he was just looking at her outside talking to our son who was playing in the backyard. I assured him that she had been in the living room on her tablet for the last 30 minutes or so. It would have been impossible for her to be in both places at once. He was freaked out, and I told him, Now you know the stuff I see and deal with regularly. Pam, my shaman, said she thought it must have been a glitch in the Matrix. Who knows? Hope you liked my retelling of one of my recent encounters with the unknown. Can't wait to hear more episodes. Jamie. Oh, okay. First, if Pam believes it was a glitch in the matrix, then I'm down with that. But just thinking this a little further, do you think that maybe she astral projected herself unknowingly or maybe it was something else looking like her, which I really don't want to think about because that really freaks me out. I have never seen any other versions of my children other than the actual children but I hear them calling my name when I know they are asleep. It always gives me the willies. The last time it happened was about a few weeks ago. I was in my office around 5.15 and I heard, Mommy! My dog got up. I was on my Peloton. My dog got up and went out of the office and looked up the stairs toward her room, but she wasn't there. She was still asleep, but I heard her call out, Mommy! Mommy! I also used to have somebody call out my name in my old house before Daniel and I got married. I'd be in my room and someone would literally yell, Ashley. Still to this day, I have no idea what caused it, but I know my dogs heard it too, so it wasn't just me. It is always crazy when those little, I guess, glitches happen. It, it makes you just really think twice. So thank you so much for sending that in. I would love to hear more about your experiences. So please share more. I would really appreciate it. Our next listener happening is from Eva. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Okay. There were many things going on at the house I grew up in, in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. It was a new house built for us. And I was almost six when my family moved in. In this house, the shades would fly open by themselves My bed shook while I was asleep in it and something grabbed my feet one night. Oh, oh. to this day, I won't sleep with my feet uncovered. I don't blame you. When I was a child, I fell down the stairs and I still am not sure how it happened, but I hit the frame of the entryway so hard I dented the metal inside. I got a lot of stitches. The weirdest experience was when I began reading my Bible in my late teens. This was a bad one. I was sitting on the couch in the spare bedroom reading the Bible, and the feeling of dread came over me. I tossed the Bible down and fled the room. My sister and her middle daughter have also had experiences in the house as well. I have had other experiences elsewhere throughout my life, and most of the females on my mother's side of the family have, but even my husband and two sons have as well. Eva. That's incredible and terrifying if something were to grab me, I don't, I, I, I think I would, my soul would leave my body, personally. I Being a child and having something reach out to you or touch you must be absolutely petrifying. Oh, thank you for sharing that and allowing me to share this story. I mean, is it just me or does it sound like a straight up entity in that house? Anything that is like willing to harm you. I'm all about trying to live in harmony with my own personal spirits that hang around, but like, if you are going to harm me, scare me, or target my children, you got to go. You know, I'm trying to relate to some of these. And I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm going to throw this out here. And if anybody has ever had anything like this happen, please reach out to me. Anytime I stand my ground or I get forceful with the spirit, my body gets covered in these painful chill bumps, but my ears almost clog. I get really lightheaded. And then my ears make this This sound, like it's in my head, of course, but it's like wah, 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 wah. I'm not sure what that is. Is it my blood pressure going up? I'm I'm not really sure, but it's like that's my physical reaction when I'm talking and I'm forceful or if they're nearby. But it only happens after a more turbulent encounter in my house. And I've never had it happen until I lived in this house. So if you or anybody you know has ever dealt with that, please, please let me know because I would love to know what the heck that is. I have a feeling my ears would be going wah, wah, wah in your house. So Eva also said that she is a Christian and things like this make her wonder. And I will say, I am also a Christian born and raised, so I understand where you're coming from. I do wonder what to make of all of this As I've gotten older, I've become a little bit more spiritual than religious, but I still believe in God. I pray daily. It is something hard to comprehend some of the things that have happened. But one thing I have learned from being a Christian is just as the light exists, so does the dark. It just doesn't make sense as to why and how the darkness manifests itself. Like, is it the land, the person, the people, the house, maybe a little bit of everything? I know I asked you in our email if your parents still live there and you said no, that they sold it and that several other families have owned it since, but how long did you live there? How many years of encounters did you have? That's just me being curious. Thank you again for sharing this. I hope you share more. All right. Our next two happenings are from Jasmine. She actually sent in four, but I'm going to share two with you today. I'm going to save the other two for a later episode. Hi, I'm Jasmine, and I just started listening to your podcast. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I'm 27, and my last experience was a couple months ago, and I'm not really sure what to think. I am something like you've mentioned on your podcast. You call it an empath. Let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on with me. I've had about six ghostly experiences in my life, and some of the spirits would last however many months that we stayed in a house. But now that I'm a mom and I'm a little bit older, things are still happening to me. I've been reflecting on and now it's, okay, this is actually real. I was the last child born with a big age gap from my older siblings, and my sister and brothers were out of the house by the time I turned five. My mom divorced my dad, and she's a hippie mom, so we moved around a lot. Like, a lot. Nine to ten homes, and all the homes she purchased or rented were cheap. So you guessed it, I ran into a couple of homes where people had died before. My first experience was when I was five and a half and my sister bought her first home. We went to visit and she had just gotten me a new bike. It was purple and I could not wait to ride it. So I told my mom I was going to ride up and down Sissy Street. I was so excited as I went riding. The house right next to my sister's had a for sale sign in the yard. But I saw an old lady in a red rocking chair rocking back and forth. I waved but she didn't wave back. She was very old, with silver hair wrapped in a bun, and she was kind of shriveled up. But she didn't look odd. But what gave me the most fear in that moment is as I passed on my bike. She glared at me. Not only did she not wave, but she stared at me like she was staring into my soul. Her eyes and face followed me as I passed. I was freaked out and wondered, did I do something wrong? I stopped and turned the bike around because I wanted to see if she would look at me like that again. Maybe she mistook me for someone else. When I turned my bike around, she was gone. I rode my bike back as fast as I could to my sister, thinking that there was no way that lady had gotten up and gone back inside that fast. There was just no way. I was puzzled, but as a kid, I let the thought escape me until about dinner. I brought it up to my sister, and her jaw dropped. She said, nobody lives there, Jasmine. An older lady passed away right after I moved in next door. As you can guess, that scared me, and I didn't want to talk about it, so I just ignored it. All I wanted to do was leave, because my sister's neighbor was a ghost. I thought that was the end of it, but my sister still talks about it to this day, how her neighbor would come and visit her, and her roommates. The roommates would never last. (laughs) Something always happened. And it started just after I saw her. So I think she followed me. In my heart, I think she was just happy somebody could see her. But I didn't live there, so my sister had to deal with it. I want to also mention that my sister, for some reason, is very sensitive and has always been able to predict things that were going to happen and has had dreams that come true. One involved my brother. She predicted he would be in a very bad car accident. And he did have one and now has a brain injury. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm not surprised my sister was able to feel her too, but that was the first experience. Thought I should share with you. Sadly, I have a ton more. My most recent one was with a ghost child after buying old toys on Facebook Marketplace that followed us home. So let me know if you'd like to hear more. Thank you for letting me share my experiences with you. All love, big fan, jazz. Okay. Whew. Okay because she brought this up in this story, I'm going to jump right into the ghost child story because I can't do that to you. I can't withhold that from you. So I'm going to give you that one right now and then we're going to talk about it. All right, ghost gossip, that's me. Like I've said before, me and my sister are, I don't know what to call it, but we have predictions and feelings. We have always been more sensitive to stuff we don't see. And I told most of my childhood experiences, which I will share next time, But now it's time to tell you the most recent experience. This one is the most terrifying. First, because I've seen things move. And second, because I heard it talk. Let's just say I was terrified. A lot of stuff happened when I was young and I thought it was behind me or that I grew out of it. Nope. This happened after having my first child. At the time, I had a two-year-old and life was crazy. To keep a little one busy, I was looking for toys. And since I'm not a Kardashian and I'm not a rich bitch in a mansion, (laughs) me neither, (laughs) I decided to try Facebook Marketplace. I would spend a whole day picking up about six to seven toys all in the next town over that's bigger than mine. And I could do it all in one haul on my day off. So the day came and I hurried along picking up toy after toy. And then I arrived at this home. There were no toys in the yard, which seemed weird, since most toys I got were from parents who had little ones. I go to knock on the door, and a lady was already standing there staring at me, with a rocking chair. It was plain and very cute, but something about it felt odd. I don't know why. It was everything I wanted, decor-wise, and I knew my son would love it, so I brushed off the feeling and bought it. It was a quick transaction high buy, and I left. A week or so after, strange things started to happen, and that feeling wouldn't go away. I started hearing little taps that sounded like my toddler running up and around and giggling. I would go check and my son would still be asleep in his bed. I tried to brush it off, but I was a little freaked out. It kept happening when my son was asleep. I finally brought it up to my husband and his jaw dropped. He had experienced the same thing, but he doesn't believe in that stuff but he did admit that he had been hearing things as well. Then it started picking up as another week went by, and it was at the point Leo would be in the room with us, and we would hear running and giggling, and we knew for sure it was not him. We started finding our fridge door open, and little toys would be moved, and they would start on their own in front of us. It was then I just knew we had a ghost child. I sensed it was a little boy, and I know in my heart he had come with the rocking chair. I decided to go find the lady in my messages, but could not find her. So I searched her name on Facebook, but she did not pull up. My theory is she blocked me. She had to. Nothing else explains it. I was so frustrated from my day and my feelings that I could not wait to go to sleep. I nestled in bed with my boys, and as I shut my eyes... I heard a voice in the darkness, and it came from the closet. The voice said, maybe this is my home. Home. I was terrified. This was my first time hearing a spirit, and I could feel the fear running through my body. I said loudly, this is not your home. We are not your family. Please leave. I repeated what I said again, ending in leave. Please leave. After that, it quieted down, but it still felt like someone was watching us. I knew what I had to do, so I brought the rocking chair into the garage and separated it from our house. I also prayed to God, please, Lord, please don't let that spirit back in my home. I saged the house, and nothing has happened since. A couple months have passed, and now I keep thinking about it. At first, I was full of fear, but now I feel guilty and sad because I know there's a small child spirit alone and probably afraid out there, and all he wants is his home. And here I am sad for him, but I am also afraid. I realize I have a gift, well, sensitivity, and I'm not doing anything with it. Should I be? Should I help the little boy? I am lost, and well, so is he. Thanks again for listening, Gigi. Jazz. Okay. Okay. First, I know I said in my email back to you what I thought, but I'm just going to put it here too. First, thank you for sharing. Of course, thank you. All of your happenings. I cannot wait to share more of them. It also seems like you inherited your mother's hippie spirit because you've remained so calm after you saw a dead person. You literally saw a full body apparition and you rode your bike off into the sunset twiddly d like nothing had happened kudos to you after I saw a shadow move in my podcast studio I about lost my mind and that just happened a few weeks ago and I'm 38 years old what a way to discover your gift and I realized children are incredible because usually they are way more sensitive to spirit because they are open-minded and curious of the world and their imaginations are endless they have not been jaded by life and their minds are like little detectives investigating everything with imagination and wonder. And then of course, over time their minds narrow and sensitivities are lost, but it really is incredible when adults have these gifts and they can share them with others or just that they're aware of them. I describe your gifts such as yours as empathic, but I have heard people describe qualities in different ways. I've heard people who see dead people called mediums and then people who sense energies as clairsentient. I hope I said that right, which I have been told I might be you and your sister both seem to have incredible gifts. And that is absolutely amazing. As far as the child spirit girl. Okay. So my curiosity of the paranormal in the, Looking into things, watching things, learning, there is one thing I have learned, and that is it is sometimes darker entities disguise themselves as children. So please be cautious. I'm not saying it happens every single time, but I will say that it does happen. The entire time I was reading your story, I did not pick up on an actual child spirit. But on the flip side, nothing else has happened in your house since you moved the chair. So it might be, but please just be cautious. I'm not an expert, I have no place giving advice. If you truly want an answer, I would seek out professional help. I am learning my gift myself, but I know with my experiences, anything that felt oppressive or like I was being watched, it wasn't a good thing, It it was a more dark entity. It wasn't love and light and happy spirits. So just please be careful. As far as you doing something with your gifts, girl, that's totally up to you. You do what you're comfortable with. I personally think anyone that is curious and has sensitivities to energies and spirits should be open to them and not close them out. But everybody is different. And sometimes it's scary. I know it's overwhelming to me to sense and pick up energies. Sometimes I have to close out and I'm learning how to protect myself and put boundaries up. In order to protect my own peace, because I can't carry all the energy I feel from other people or it will suffocate me. But I will say, as I've gotten older, I have felt that calling to grow my gifts and to find out how to become spiritually stronger. Now, I haven't sought any kind of guidance, but I want to. And one day I feel like I will get there. I think it's very natural to be curious and wonder what else is possible. Thank you again, Jazz, for listening and being a listener and everybody that submitted stories. Thank you so, so much. This was such a great episode to record. I have thoroughly enjoyed reading your stories and responding to your emails. I cannot wait to hear more. All right, to everybody else, thank you for listening. And as always, we'll see you later.